I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of the How To Do Marketing Academy, as well as small business marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's my mission to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally-based small business in Australia. Why? Because I know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. When it comes to striving to be a better person or to stick with something that might be really hard, or if I'm trying to achieve like a really big goal... I do love me some accountability. Personally, I always find groups or people in my life that I can align with to help keep me accountable, even if it just means that I can voice a goal out loud to them so that actually it makes it feel real, like you kind of put it out there to the universe. So when I found out about Nick McClanahan's accountability circle, which is a framework that allows female business owners to connect to challenge themselves, make a commitment and get support, I was all about it. Now, I'll let her provide further explanation about how it works, but needless to say, I'm two months in and already seeing the benefits. So accountability is also one of the key components of the How To Do Marketing Academy. We have monthly accountability groups where all of the members are encouraged to complete their monthly marketing measurements and we go through them as a group. And this information provides the perfect data for us to talk about what's working with the marketing and what's not working. And we can review what's happened in the previous month and plan how we can optimise it in the following month. But the biggest advantage, of course, is that people know that they have to come to the accountability session with their numbers complete and the numbers don't lie. So if someone hasn't been active with their marketing or as active as they should have been, then this will inevitably show up. And it's not like these groups are there to make people feel bad. Um, Small business owners don't need more guilt that they're not doing enough in their life but it actually works. It has the opposite effect. It's this accountability touch point that actually inspires people to do the work. Then when they actually get to the accountability meeting and can talk about their positive results because they can actually see them there on paper, they are thrilled. And for the people that don't, It's the perfect time for the group to actually come together and see if they need some help or advice or guidance or talk about kind of what went wrong that meant that they kind of slipped off for for that month. And this is exactly what happens in Nick's accountability circle. It's just that it's our business numbers and our business goals that we're bringing to the table instead of our marketing measurements. So I hope you enjoy this conversation between Nick and I as much as I enjoyed having it. Hi, Nick, and welcome to the How To Do Marketing Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, such a pleasure. Now, before we actually dive into questions about the importance of accountability, 
Can you just take some time to tell us about the accountability circle and how the framework that you've put in place for your accountability groups as part of the accountability circle works? Yeah, absolutely. So Accountability Circle is for female business owners. And what I do is I form groups of eight women who meet 10 times a year. It's quite, it's, it's generally one once a month. Um, we take January and July off, but once a month. So it's very um, regular and rhythmic and it's at the beginning of every month. So um, that's got a lot to do with accountability there, just setting up that rhythm. The format itself, um, or there's a lot, there's a lot of framework that underpins that accountability. But everyone comes ready to share and prepared um, for that meeting. Um, they report back on how their business is going. Is revenue up or down? Is profitability up or down? What are the opportunities um, in their businesses at the moment? What are the highs and lows? The other thing that we do is every year annually we form a plan for the next 12 months. We have a very special process. I know that you know that process. We've been through that together. Where you write your story, what do you want to be able to say about your business in 12 months' time? And you write it like it's already happened. And it should light you up. You should feel, you know, all the feels and and get excited and even teary when you read your story out. And then we work backwards. So what are that I need to be able to achieve those things in my story. And what we do in accountability circle is every three months in depth, we report back on our critical milestones to let everyone else know how we're going, what we achieved last quarter and what our focus is moving forward for the next quarter. So it's a lot about working on your business and in your business. Um, It's very confidential because in order to share very openly, everyone signs off on a strict confidentiality agreement Mm -hmm. so that it is very open and people can share, which is a very important part of accountability as well. Um, Yeah, so that in a nutshell, that's kind of the the framework and what comes from that are beautiful relationships, trust, connection, and it's all about growth for our businesses, but invariably what happens is we grow as people as well. So it's a it's an amazing um, forum. I've got one group now that's been nearly going for two years and um, where that group is at now, which is it takes a while to get there, is if someone comes back and says, yeah, look, I know I said I was going to do that last quarter. I just didn't get there because, you know, lockdown or whatever it might be. Another member will say, hey, Sal, what happened there? You said that was really critical. What got in your way? What do you need to do differently next quarter or how can we help you? And that's when I know it's humming because what often happens is we have so much empathy for other people that we want to say, yeah, it's been tough, you poor thing. That's okay. Onwards and upwards next quarter versus those what seemingly instinctively feel like uncomfortable conversations become natural and a norm for groups like this that want to raise the bar. So yeah. I probably told you too much there, but, yeah, that, that's it in a nutshell. No, that's the framework. Yeah, no, and that's, that's a great description of it. And there's definitely some questions that I have for you around some of those topics, particularly around the difficult conversations that can sometimes be involved both for this person who's holding someone accountable as well as the person who's being held accountable. And, you know, I I joined up with the the accountability circle for that exact reason um, to be held accountable because 
you know, I feel like as a business owner and, and other business owners might might relate to this, when it comes to working on your business or putting time aside to work on your business, it's often something that can be really, really easy to push aside when we, you know, because things happen in your business, you know, you need to fight fires and you might have the best laid out plans to work on the business but when you need to actually sort a problem out or if you need to actually, you know, address an issue immediately, like COVID, for example, yeah. you know, it's really hard to not get pulled in and sucked into that. And we all know how quickly time goes. And before you know it, a month's gone and you're like, oh, crap, crap. you know, I didn't yeah. get to shit. That's another month that I didn't get to that. Um, and and so to actually have that, you know, other people and a process and the framework. And I, I really actually like the questions that that you ask as part of that accountability because they're actually questions. Even though I look at my numbers all the time, I don't. I didn't have a rhythmic, you know, apart from probably quarterly. Yep. I didn't have a rhythmic, and I didn't kind of look at a specific set of numbers. Do you know what I mean? I was kind of looking yes. at, at different numbers. Um, so to actually go back and revisit those numbers, you know, month and, and and be forced to revisit those numbers. And I don't know about anyone else too, but, you know, sometimes when you know it's going to be a bad story, you might just not check the numbers for that. You know, yeah. it's all well yeah. and good to go and check the numbers when you think they're going to tell a good story. Um, yeah. So I think I think that that model and that's certainly what appealed to me. And and I guess that that leads me to my next question why do you think that as humans that we need to be held accountable in order to to achieve these goals and to to make stuff happen like what what is it about this accountability yeah. of humans that 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 gets us going yeah so i think um we we possibly don't think we need accountability in actual fact and you've kind of raised already often when we're held to account it sparks a flight response um so accountability can be uncomfortable and and have some you know undesirable responses it, it more comes down to the fact that we care deeply about what other people think about us and we want them to think good of us um, or well of us and so when it comes to accountability, if we know someone else is watching, uh, and in accountability circle example, if we know seven peers that we respect are, uh, are watching, it can be a really powerful motivator. Um, and I, I've pretty much directly quoted there from James Clear. He's one of my heroes. I use his work in my framework a lot. So he wrote a book called Atomic Habits. And I just wouldn't recommend this book for accountability. I'd recommend it for life in general. And what he talks about, if, if you want to make a a big change or you want to achieve something big it's often about the small almost insignificant uh decisions because habit is a decision initially decisions that become ritual that achieve remarkable results um and that 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 definitely relates to accountability and one of my favorite tips from and uh, from james's book and he actually kind of puts this as a foundation is that Often we, th we think about what it is that we want to achieve, whether it be a change or whether it's an opportunity in, in business or life, versus maybe asking the question, stop focusing on what it is you want to achieve and start asking yourself, who do I want to become? Because that changes everything. So in the example of accountability, you know, you, if you want to be someone that is become, wants to be more accountable, maybe the question is, 
well, who do I want to become? Who's good at this? And what are they doing? And I, I, I know that you know this story. I, I share this story um, a bit when I talk about accountability and it's a little bit different to business. So um, I was born with a birth defect in my right foot, on the bottom of my right foot. It was called a vascular malformation and it meant that I couldn't do any high impact on at exercise at all from about the age of 17. So I couldn't run or do certain classes at the gym or whatever it was. And I always swore if I ever got it fo- fixed, I'd run a marathon. Um, and I, I said it so often that, you know, if I ever got it fixed. But anyway, I ended up getting every five years, I'd go see my vascular physician and surgeon and no, nothing they could do, nothing they could do. And it was five years ago, finally, the technology caught up and I had five operations. The last one was major. I was in hospital for a week, 70 stitches in the bottom of my foot. And I got my foot fixed. I'm like, crap, well, guess I need to run a marathon now. And so I, um, I'm actually, because I used to own um, fitness centres, I used to own three Fernwood Women Health, Women's Health Clubs. So I have a Cert 3 and Cert 4 in fitness. I know a fair bit about this. But I'll just download a program and I'll run my first half marathon. And I ended up overloading my training. I, tra- I went too hard too fast. And I ended up with a stress fracture in my femur and couldn't run for six months. So absolutely failed. But I didn't surra- I didn't think, I thought about the goal too hard and I wasn't surrounding myself with people that had already been to that destination. And so once I healed, the next time I tried to do it, I joined up with a running group. And all of these people had run half marathons, marathons, some of them were newbies like me, triathlons. And I listened to my coach and I trained twice a week and I did my homework and I am so, like, so not a natural runner at all, but within the space of one year, I ran a half marathon in New Zealand and the um, New York marathon later that year. And that is because I took James Clear's advice. It's who do I want to become? I actually want to become a runner. It became less about wanting to run the half marathon and the full marathon. And I understood what these people running was part of their lives and how they lived their lives was to support that. And that's who I became. But I kind of learned that lesson backward. Um, And the same goes for accountability. So if you want to hold, if you want to achieve anything, but if you want to be more accountable in your business, and I hear business owners explain what you explained, you know, often it's, who do I need to become and who do I need to surround myself with? Mm, mm, mm. Create the right environment to yes. succeed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, so that kind of answers my next question because my next question was like, how do we use accountability to, to achieve a goal? But I think that's, that's what you flipped on its head in terms of, well, it's not necessarily about the goal or the action of running a marathon, it's more about, well, what's the person that kind of sits behind that goal? Is is that right? Yeah. 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 Look, I think there's some other things. Like, so I think that's the, the starting point. I think there's, um, if I look at people that are naturally very good at accountability or have worked their habits so hard that they are good at accountability, mm-hmm. I think there is a few key things that they do. Yeah. Um, the first thing they do is they write it down. They write it down and they capture it. And, you know, part of that is, you know, making it visual, reading it out regularly. Um, and you also want to make sure it lights your fire, it gives you energy because you want to you make it obvious and, and make it desirable, which, again, is very James Clear, right? So you want it to light 
your fire. Um, so, yeah, they, they definitely write it down. The second thing they do is they share it. So they share it with others. Um, and, again, this is a great about circles, we can be really open and share, you know. So if you've got a supportive partner, you don't always have a supportive partner, or they might be supportive, but not quite in whatever world it is that you want to achieve. But yeah. you know, a partner or someone else that's that's doing it and wants to play in the space. And um, but sharing it is, and because when you do share it, it makes it real. It puts it out to the universe, and then it's someone else to come in again because it comes back to we deeply care about what others think about us we're more likely to achieve it. Um, The other thing they do is they make routine time to work on it. So it's one thing to, you know, write it down and share it with others, but what is your routine time to work on it? And, you know, you touched on this before as a business owner, it's so easy just to shove that stuff aside and something that I do, um, I love rhythms and I love, I have time blocks but I have scheduled in my diary every Monday because I'm really good on a Monday. I get less distracted on the Monday. As the week goes on, I get more distracted. Um, so that's when I have my um, one-on-one meetings with my team, my team meetings. And I have a block of three hours every Monday. I have no technology on. Everything's off. And that is when I'm working on my critical milestones. And that, it's three hours a week. That is nothing. Like think how much time we watch Netflix (laughs) or scroll on social media. But I I never offer that offer that time up for facilitation, for coaching, to do business development, to do a podcast recording like this. I don't even give anyone the opportunity to ever take that space from me. Um, It's always in school hours, so I know that the kids are at school. Um, So yeah, making that that time for it. Um, And the final thing I'd be saying is revisiting it and updating it. And again, we do that in an accountability circle every month, every quarter, we're revisiting, do we need to update it? Do we need to, you know, the word of COVID is pivot, but we need to be nimble. What do we need to change about it? Um, And that's one of the reasons in accountability circle, we only plan one year out. Mm. Um, we, We ask our members to play a big game let's stretch this like what do you want to be able to say in 12 months time but three and five years is is hard yeah. is hard when it comes to accountability totally yeah 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 so yeah they're the things that I would say if you want to they're the tips I would give someone but the biggest one is who do you want to be mm. and surround yourself with people that have already been to that destination and not just get advice from them implant yourself find a way to become part of that community um and be there regularly. Yeah, yeah. And look, I do something really similarly on a Monday because I'm the same. I found that I just like to be able to ease into the work into the week knowing that I've worked on my business. So then if the week yeah. then goes pear-shaped and and I agree like there's just less less chance of clients dropping into my inbox or stuff happening yep. that needs my immediate attention on a Monday. So that generally starts dropping into my inbox on a Tuesday, Wednesday. And if I was to leave working on my business till a Friday, it wouldn't happen because Friday generally I'm chasing my tail, like all yep. the stuff that it didn't get to or that's taking me longer than I anticipated. So Mondays really work for me there too. And and similar kind of thing, like this is where I leave all the, well, that's generally when I'll work on things like my marketing and my pod, yes. you know, podcasting and, and those sorts of things. But one question I had from that, and it's a tactical question, 
So if you're not on technology at all, how do you work on your critical milestones? Yeah, so when I say not, I so my email alerts are off. I'm not oh. on social media. I, my phone doesn't, I put it on airplane mode. So yeah. I get no alerts and I put do not disturb on my computer. Yes. So I might be online, but I'm not connected, if that yes. makes sense. I'm connected yes. in the way that I choose to I've be connected. It, so, it, it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing, I really liked your point there about revisiting because mm. um, one of the things that was it an, 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 an initiative, can't speak today, of yours that I learned at Business Club and, and was uh, put together with another accountability partner at, at Business Club because we had this session on accountability and habits, I think it was. And we've been working every day on a Monday. This is one of my Mondays. Love it. Every Monday we get together for a half an hour chat and we've we've set our kind of goals and, and our um the habits that we want to to be held accountable to and it's funny some of the times you'll reach that goal and then you're like well I don't need that habit anymore because uh, you know I'm I've, I've done that um, or I found that sometimes my priorities change and I was I was wondering I was like am I just being shiny new thing like is this can you do that with habits and accountability can you kind of be working on something and then go, actually, no, that this is not where I need to be spending my time. I'm going to switch switch that goal out and put this one in. Is that advice? I think that's really important uh, and, and not at the excuse of not when yes. it's avoiding something when it's too yes. hard. That's yes. for the wrong reason. But I yes. actually think um, what often happens with people when they set goals, you know, you look at businesses that aren't doing well and just they continue to, like, slug through that mud and, you know, basically go broke before they give it up. But was there a point there where they need to say, this is the wrong path, we need to change our focus, change our habits, change what we're, what our goals are and, you know, be nimble. So I actually think it's really important. But I think that's where having either one other person or a group of people to bounce that off that, that do know you and that you do trust that you can say, I'm just not. I'm just not sure. Um, So, yeah, I I think being nimble like that and revisiting it and updating it when you need to. And, again, but that's why we only work in 12 months because generally then there's not too much of that. There might be a little bit of of tweaking um, because opportunities that can come across a business that completely supersede what it was that you were working on or something that you thought was going to be amazing turns out to be a dead end. Yeah. Are you going to keep flogging it or are you going yeah. to change your focus? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And and accountability, it's not something that is just restricted to, to business as well. I mean, you gave the, the example of the marathon and running the, the marathon, and I think accountability and exercise is probably one that most people can relate, relate to. to. And I know very purposely I've kind of set myself up and I guess set the environment where I will be not held accountable. Like it's not like my swimming squad or my running group are like, Jane, you didn't come last week, you know, what's your reasons? But they do notice if you're not there. So yeah. so I've kind of deliberately put myself in these, these regular swim squads or running group or, you know, exercise groups where you know everybody else is going to be turning up that morning, you know, and if you're not there, you're going to, to have to, you know, have some sort of an excuse, even though they probably don't really mind. 
Um, so but they genuinely probably miss you. Like, I don't know about you, but my running group never, if I missed a session, they wouldn't have been, where were you? They would have been like, where were you, mate? We missed yeah. you. Yeah. Everything all right? Like, so, totally. but yeah, it, it, there's no, it doesn't have to be a harshness to that. No. But you just don't want to, you've committed to someone else. We'll yeah. more likely let ourselves down. But because yeah. we deeply care about what others think of us, and we all do, yeah. um, that we will rock up. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's great, and it and it certainly helps me. Like my swim squad, I think I've been swimming in that like at least weekly, if not twice weekly, for ten years. And wow, it just, particularly in the winter when it's freezing, it's an outdoor pool, yep. but it is like a bath. So before anyone thinks that I'm mad, <laughs> it's the warmest place to be actually. <laughs> but the idea of getting up when it's dark and it's cold and the the last thing you feel like doing is getting down to your togs and getting in in water. But just knowing that this is what I do every week. You know, people expect me to be there. I expect me to be there. I'm going to be yeah. disappointed with myself yeah. if I don't go because this is my weekly ritual and I'm going to feel like something's missing all day yes. if I don't yes. go. So yeah. they can be really powerful. But I'd like to deep down into when this becomes, deep dive into when this becomes a little bit confronting and when yep. this and you kind of touched on this before. So when when you're trying to make yourself accountable to a, a, a time or a scenario where you're getting pushed out of your comfort zone. Mm. As you mentioned before, sometimes we have an ability to go, you know, be in the right mind frame and go, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run that marathon. And because you're feeling really good at that point and you're feeling like you want to do that. Or I want to cut down on my drinking or I want to start a business and you might be working for somebody else. And, you know, in that mind frame, in that that heads, you put all the environment in place, you go, yes, and I'm going to be held accountable and I'm going to do this. And then you start the journey and realise that it's going to be really freaking hard. And that person, so you've put your accountability in place and it's actually going to be some confronting conversations if you genuinely, as you said, if you've got a group that genuinely holds you accountable, there's potentially going to be some, some particularly with things like addiction or something like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's going to be some awkward moments, some awkward conversations. And as you said, I think it's really easy for the person who's holding that person accountable to have the empathy to see that person in pain or a bit of discomfort and go, oh, look, don't worry about it, mate, you know, yeah. do best and try again next week. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend around putting an accountability structure in place for this kind of situation, both for the person being held yeah. accountable and the person holding someone accountable? Yeah, such a good question. I think it sounds like I'm repeating myself again, but I think this is really important. Um, So it's really about what is it, rather than focusing on the goal that you want to achieve. So it's a a pretty serious topic, but let's say I might, recently uh, I realised I was drinking three or four coffees a day. So that's an addiction, right? It's a simple addiction and there's lots more serious addictions. And it was like a, it was like a, just a slippery slope basically that landed, landed me there. Um, so, um, I decided that I wanted to, A, cut back to just one a day. I'm drinking, I've got my little decaf coffee here this morning. Um, I just one caffeinated, um, coffee a day. 
Um, and, you know, there's, there's lots of pressure. Like that's kind of socially unacceptable when you have coffee meetings and, you know, people laugh at you when you order decaf and even sometimes the staff that you order it from laugh at you, what's the point kind of thing. And, you, you know, do so live in Bondi. I do, do live in Bondi. Bondi. <laughs> like it's coffee central. Um, yeah, so it, it, there's a lot of social stigma around this, right? And I, and I really thought about this. I'm like, what is it I want? And I'm, I have a deep desire to be a healthy person, very deep desire to live a, a healthy life. And so what, and I'm, I'm a big fan of Dr. Libby. I don't know if you know Dr. Yes. Libby. She's amazing. And she's been, I got to meet her six years ago. And one of her things is we need to cut back on ca- caffeine. It's such a blocker for our liver and it really compromises. And I, I've known this for six years, but this year I made the decision, no. Now, I didn't make it about, I, my goal was not, I want to give up caffeine. My goal was, I want to be more healthy. I want to be more. So I think that's really important before you start. I want to live, I want to live healthy. I want to live more health. And I, I eat well and I exercise and all of those kind of things, but this was something that, that had become a problem in my life. So I think that first and foremost is, is really important. And there were definitely moments where it became uncomfortable. I had the headaches. I had the withdrawals. I wasn't a very nice mum for several days. You know, it, it was, and I was so tired. But I just kept reminding myself, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I want to live a healthy life. Why am I doing this? Anything that's worth achieving is uncomfortable. And if it was easy, anyone would be doing it. You know, having those, those mantras are, are really important. So that, that's what I would say on a, an individual level. Yeah. In terms of if you set yourself up in an accountability circle or a group, um, a, it helps. Sometimes I think there for there to be some kind of external moderation or framework for that, because something that's like I mentioned to you before, confidentiality is underpins everything I do in accountability circle. So what is said in that room stays in that room, and what that enables us to do is build trust, and that takes time. It often it's pretty fast track though when it is highly confidential and everyone's sharing so openly. Um, so when you do have the when you connect with the people that you want to be held accountable by or you want to become making sure that it's a safe place and where there is trust so that if someone does pull you up you know why they are um i I think that's really important because one of the things we do as humans is when we get feedback our little amygdala straight away goes fight or flight, right? It is a natural response. But coming back to why you're doing it, what it is that you want to achieve and being with people that you know only want what's best for you definitely helps. This stuff is hard. I use that quote, you know, when I, I am, like I said to you, I am so not a natural runner. Like I have biomechanical issues from my foot that are so... see me run and it's not pretty and my I can run pretty fast over short distances but I'm a slogger I'm slow um and it there's plenty of times when you're on a 30 kilometer plus run that you want to give up and you just like this is too hard but those mantras of why am I doing this why am I doing this if if it was easy everyone would be doing it it's not meant to be easy. Some of the, and I tell you, I will never in my life forget that last mile crossing the line in New York. I will never forget that moment. Like I yeah. worked 
so hard for that. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what it was about. And now, you know, I can run. I am a runner. And yeah. I actually, another story, I hope you don't mind, another oh. story. It was, it was about six weeks before we ran the marathon and there's about 15 of us having a chat before we did our track session. I've got a hated track sessions, but anyway. <laughs> And we're chatting and I can't remember what the conversation was, but I said something like, you know, I'm not a runner, but blah, blah, blah. And this other woman, Claire, who's probably been running for five years and she's like, Nick, you are a runner. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that moment. I, I kind of felt like I had to achieve the marathon to say that I'm a runner. And she's like, you're running three times a week. You were just about to run now. You are a runner. And I think sometimes we need to be reminded of yes. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it, so, so that, so for the person being held accountable, if you've got that bigger why, it comes back to that kind of purpose and that why, and yeah. if that's really important to you. But I also, what I take from that too is being really realistic with yourself on this is not actually going to be easy. So, that's as, as you said, you know, giving up an addiction is not easy, and there is you know, going to be a little bit of pain, physical, emotional, that's involved there. Um, but everything ends, you know, I, I'm just so mm. in the, um, the notion of impermanence at, at the moment. And, yeah. um, and I love that I do a lot of yin yoga. And I love that what that taught me in terms of lean into that discomfort, knowing that it will end. And if you've lent into the discomfort, you know, you, you end up a better person on the other on the other side and sometimes like you just can't avoid that so so i think that's really really good advice hey if you are loving what you hear in this episode of the how to do marketing show and you want to know how you can get some of this marketing happening in your own business come and join me in my how to do marketing academy mastermind You'll work directly with me and a bunch of other like-minded, motivated small business owners for 12 months. And in that time, I'll show you how to plan, implement, and measure the marketing that is right for your business. The results that you can expect are that way more of the right type of people are going to come and get to know your business and your brand. You'll increase your leads, you'll increase your revenue, and best of all, you'll finish the 12 months with a complete and thorough understanding of exactly how to do marketing. Head on over to howtodomarketing.com.au to find out more. Now let's get stuck back into this episode. What about for the person that's got to hold the person accountable? So for that person who might find it, yeah, a bit confronting when someone goes off. So say, for example, let's talk about someone's trying to give up wine or someone's trying mm. to give up coffee yeah, or food, like someone's yeah. trying to go on yeah. a diet. And it gets to a point where... You know, you do the first three or four days, or whatever, or or um, what you know, whatever, whatever the the like, period is that that you feel like you're strong, and then it starts to become really hard. As and coffee, I think, works really quickly. I did Dr. Libby last year as, as yeah. well, and I remember yeah. within days I was getting the aches and the pains, but then it was over. Like yeah. that's over. But but for things like alcohol addiction or food addiction, where you're like that's a big part of our social culture culture yeah and so much of our lifestyle is based around that 
So even you might get through the first week or the first two weeks, but then you're constantly faced with these opportunities to kind of fall off the wagon, so if so, so to speak. Mm. What about for someone holding someone accountable there? How? Because there's going to be some tough times. Yeah, yeah. So if someone has shared with you that they want to, you know, have a healthier diet or give up, you know, cut back on alcohol, whatever it might be, and they're talking to you about it, and this is my goal. And a really good thing can be is to say, would you like me to, you know, support you on that and, and call you out if you, you know, if, if that, if you go off the road. And most people will say yes when they're, when they're saying what it is. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, um, why are you doing this? You know, what, how, how, how can you reframe it so it's more about, less about the um, giving up the addiction, but what it is that you want. I want to be healthy. I want to be fit so I can play with my kids. I want to be, okay, so like really understand that. Um, then when it actually happens, when a slip happens and they, they share that with you, the best tip I can give is to ask questions, ask questions. And so in that example I gave a little bit earlier, um, I said where the member said, you know, oh, yeah, I didn't get to that critical yeah. milestone because, you know, COVID. Yeah. And I think I said, what happened? Yeah. What were the triggers? Mm. What could you do differently next quarter? Mm. What can I do to support you? Mm that's where that's where a real um powerful conversation can be versus like I thought you said you were gonna I thought you said this was important Mm. come on get back on track you know you want to do this it's a very different conversation asking those open questions yes what could you do differently next time was there a trigger that you noticed yeah what's a barrier that we maybe need to look at and and break down so just getting really curious and asking open questions I think is one of the best ways to hold someone to account to accountable and so so say for example in a business um, environment so so say for example like with your accountability circle if somebody was to say I've got a really aggressive goal of um, you know increasing my revenue or switching a different direction in my business and you know it, it, that becomes quite hard to do. Um, and they give up. Mm-hmm. What's the role of the accountability circle or the people who are holding them accountable then? Like if someone just Oh, says, yeah, okay, well, no, in accountability out. circle, that's it, yeah. In accountability circle, what's a little bit, so that might be the goal is to say start a new division in the business. Let's make up one. Yeah. Start a new division in my business that I think could be great. And so the first thing they'll do is they'll write a story of exactly what that looks like and make sure that it lights them up, right? So they're getting attached to it. They've written it like it's already happened. And then they break it down into milestones. So the milestone won't be to start this new division. The milestone will be probably five different yeah. milestones and written yeah. like it's already happened. Yeah. And then every month what they're doing is they're taking one action for every critical milestone to break that down. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So, so it's a different so, it's a different game. So it's 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 really in the planning. So yeah, now now that totally makes sense. So treat the goal seriously or treat the commitment or the priority seriously and put yourself yeah put a framework in place with with minor milestones because yeah 
I think that's where I've gone wrong in the past if I've set a goal because I'm really, really good at setting goals, but I hate detail and I hate having to sit there and plan yeah. that out. Do you know what I mean? And that's probably where I, where I fail and it becomes too overwhelming. Like you kind of just yes. get started. Yeah. And then, well, like, uh-oh, what next? You know, I've, yeah. I've, I've run out of things that I know what to do here and so that's when it's really easy to quit because you go, oh, it's too hard, you know, and, and yeah. But if you've put the proper planning in place in the beginning, it makes it very difficult to, to do that. And probably by putting that proper planning and framework in place in the first place, you're actually going to work through it and it's probably going to prove the viability of that goal or Correct. prove the viability of your idea or whatever you're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like what I'm um, explaining might sound technical or hard. It's actually not. But the, the, the story process takes us four hours. So yeah. we've got a plan. And then I mentioned to you three hours a week of, of working on it. Um, and once a month, one hour of that three hours is me saying, okay, here are my critical milestones. What's one action I can take with all of these things. It often just comes down to one action. What's one action I can get to get one step closer? Because often what we do is like, we've got to get here. Where do yeah. I start? Actually, yeah. do, you've got 12 months of the year. What's one action you can take this month to get one step closer? What's one action you can take next month? And then you have the, like, the superpower of seven of your peers there watching you, but not only watching you, wanting, wanting it for you as well, which makes you want it more for yourself. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, and and obviously the accountability circle is is one option for people, or setting up something similar. Some you, know, yes. you could actually put yourself in a in a in a, a group of other business people or other like minded people, and and do that yourself. But in terms of the who and who to turn to, is it better? Because again, coming back to that situation where you kind of want someone to be a bit robust with their accountability, like you don't want people to let you off the hook easily. Yes. Yes. So is it better to go and surround yourself with people who you're really close to or perhaps go to people who have that little bit more distance so that there's not so much of an emotional or an empathetic connection there? Yeah, yeah, great question. Megan Winter, who is someone that we both know, is a, um, is a great businesswoman who owns Unstoppable E-Commerce. Yeah. Um, and I'm a client of Megan's and she's a client of mine so it's it's reciprocal but she has she says it brilliant brilliantly she said when you when you want to achieve something go to someone who's already been to the destination yeah work with people who are there either doing it or have been there and you can spend time with and ask questions with and be involved with um, and so, so I'm really lucky. I, um, my wife, Liska, is also a businesswoman, uh, extremely high achiever. Um, and so she's great at holding me accountable. So I, I'm really fortunate. So just because she's, you know, my closest person um, is kind of irrelevant when it comes to accountability. Um, but not everyone has that. Um, but I, I think it's about, you know, who, who are the people that are doing it, that are playing that game, that are in the arena, you know, happy to fall in the dirt with you as well, or they've already been to that destination and can share that experience with you. Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. And, um, yeah, good, good advice, Megan. Um, all right. <laughs> now, what about um, accountability, habits and accountability? 
So we've spoken about kind of the planning and the framework and the environment and the who. How do creating habits, because um, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, is touches, like obviously talks about accountability, but it, there's, there's a lot of um, information there about forming habits and how yes. forming habits to become the person you want to be or achieve the goal you want to achieve is integral. So, so yes. how do they interrelate? I think you, if you want to be more accountable to yourself or to others, I think you can't be accountable without habits. And I don't think you can have habits without accountability. Like I, I just see them as so connected. Um, and it's probably why James Clear's work just like resonates for me. I love his um, email that comes out once a week. I'm like, yes, it's landing my inbox early on a Friday morning. It's there. Um, I probably read his book. I don't know. Three or four times, um, I you know love his work, but I, I see them as you can't have one without the other. Yeah. And you know, you think about anyone who's achieving something, and you watch what they do. They will have great habits, and they'll either hold themselves accountable, or they have a framework where others hold themselves to account. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, I think the two go hand in hand. Yeah, and, and what what someone's habits that they have won't necessarily work for you. Yeah. It's about yeah. you finding the right habits for you. Yeah. Um, you know, you spoke about your, uh, for me, for exercise, um, I have to do it the moment I get up. Yeah, that, me too. That's it, right? Yeah. Otherwise, the the rest of my day will get in the way. Other people, uh-uh, it's got to be up. But so whatever works for you. And um, James talks about habit stacking. So recently, it was probably about, 12 months ago, I was meditating very irregularly and I, I just I couldn't get in a habit and I really wanted to. And I went back to James's work, it's like habit stack. So now I meditate immediately after I finish a training session. So the two just go bang, bang. Yeah. Oh, yes, I do remember that part. I love his newsletter too. You put yes. me onto that. Um, and I have read read his book. I'm, I might have to go back and, and read it again. Um, I know for me getting my head around the habits was really hard because I'm a, I'm a D type yeah. personality. I can set a goal um, yeah. and I can operationalize, you know, I'm really good at taking action. So when you first put us in those accountability partners and said, now define the habits that you will need to do each week, I found it really hard to not just put actions, you know? Yes. So, okay. So to reach that goal or to be that person, here's all the actions that I will need to take. Cause that's how I think. So yes. to actually put those into weekly habits for me to, to keep, it really did take a lot of thinking to go, okay, as opposed to writing actions, what are the things that I can do? And I, and I think it's so easy to use exercise in these examples yeah. like you have to, you know, for that simple thing of in terms of meditate after exercise each week yep. to become yep. someone with a healthier mind and a healthier body. Yes. It's, it's yes. a perfect example. But it did actually take me a while to get my head around how to how to do that. And I don't think that's unusual for business owners because often business owners are entrepreneurial, they're high achieving, they're very outcome focused and, you know, might have a to-do list. But that there'll be um, a wanting for more. Like I want to do more and why am I struggling to achieve the things that I, I'm saying that I want to? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, 100, again, come back to, you know, why, who, who, who do I want to be what, and then what are the habits that I need to create? And, yeah. yeah. 
what are some of the mistakes to avoid? So when we're, when we're thinking about becoming accountable, what are some of the traps mm. we can fall into there? Yeah, I think we can, um, one of the first ones is if we don't achieve what we set out to do, we immediately beat ourselves up. Um, and we, the, the other thing we do is like, you know, we f- we're focused so much on the, the outcome um, instead of just focusing, focusing in the present and what's immediately in front of us. Yes. So let's say I, we keep using the exercise analogy because it's easy and it's universal, right? Let's say you missed a training session and then often then what happens to people that are trying to, to get fit or trying to achieve a, a fitness goal is it's like then it, it spirals and they, they stop working out. So it's to, okay, be kind to yourself, I missed, but I am not going to miss tomorrow. I'm not, I've not lost anything. All I've lost is just one, one thing and really making sure that you get back that next day. The, the other thing is, you know, maybe at first make it, make it a little bit easier, make it a little less painful. So um, sometimes we have these massive goals. Like I, I didn't set out, I, I said, I used to say, oh, I'm going to run a marathon when I get my foot fixed. I didn't start with a marathon. I started with a half, which is ridiculously hard. But, you know, I started smaller, right? So, you know, there's still plenty more time and there's plenty more when, you know, COVID's all over, there'll be plenty more events and plenty more marathons to be run. So starting smaller can, like putting those building blocks in place. So rather than saying I want a million-dollar business, you know what? I could pay the bills if I hit 250K. I could pay the bills. Let's start there that first year. So, and even that is, you know, getting a business off the ground and hitting that 250K is a huge achievement. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is, is when you're finding it hard. So, you know, those moments when you think, oh, it's just so much work or, oh, I can't get out of bed and go for a swim today. Yeah. It's like, okay, just, just start. Yeah. Just start. I'll just do... I'll just do 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's often what will get you through. Just yeah. get up and put, you know, put your togs on. Yeah. And now just walk down to the car. And now just so often just breaking it down that little bit more. Yeah. And you know what? I might just do five minutes in the pool. Yeah. Invariably five minutes will turn into, yes. yeah. So yes. um, I think that, again, a lot of what I've just quoted is James Clear, um, other other work as well, but I think that's the key is don't go too high too early, just just those, those smaller chunks and milestones. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. It's okay, but just don't let another day pass. Yeah. Make sure you, you, you've got it the next day. And yeah. the third is when you're in those moments and you're thinking, oh, I'll just, just say, I'll just do 10 minutes. Yeah. I'll just do the next step. I'll yeah. just do the next step. And invariably yeah. you get on a roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think, um, again, it comes for me, if I reflect on, on my behaviour with, with setting goals or, or wanting to, to, to achieve a certain thing, yeah, it is often the on- enormity of, what's involved there and and your example about you know I want a million dollar business you're absolutely right like when you're just focused on the million dollars and you can see your balance your you know your P&L and where you are now and you go oh you know that that seems enormous yeah and you know how am I ever going to do that but I love that example of just breaking that down into to much more realistic steps and working really hard to to 
um, achieve that first 10 minutes or achieve that first 250 or the next 250 or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so you have much more chance of, of succeeding there. That's awesome. Oh, gosh, Nick, I could just keep chatting to you all day about this. It's such a fascinating topic and it really does make me reflect you know, upon the scenarios where I've been successful and where I haven't. And so much of it has come down to that accountability, whether it's been self-accountability or whether it's been because I've placed myself in in some sort of group. And the other thing, and this is this is one of the things that I've loved about the the accountability circle. I think too when you're looking for different groups or different people to hold you to account. I look for people who will lift me to the next level. Yes. Because it's really easy to be stuck within people who you love and who have, yeah. who have certainly played a part within your journey, but they're not going to be your people forever. You know, you kind no. of then want to take yourself to the next group of, okay, you know, I'm here in my business. I Exactly kind of what Megan was, was talking about. Go yes. and find someone who's then at the next level as to where you want to be and and get amongst that yeah yeah definitely and and I think a key so I screen everyone before they're accepted into accountability circle because I really want to look for a values alignment Um, I'm looking for people with you know no ego that really want to raise the bar in their business Um, they want to grow their business and grow themselves but they're also very happy to support others to do the same so I think um, you know having that values alignment that there is that everyone in the room only wants growth and only wants what's best for one another. Yeah. Um, it's a very not, you know, it's a very non-competitive environment, yeah. um, which, you know, I think really lends itself to everyone achieving more. Yeah, yeah. And and for me, like I just, I never want to be the smartest person in the room. No, yeah. I, I always want to be that little bit uncomfortable going, I'm the little guy, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm the one that needs to grow to, to met to meet and match, you know, the people who are in this group. So yeah, I think that's yeah. been all, that's also been a big contributor to, to where I've succeeded in. It's really interesting you say that because we've, we've got women in the group that, you know, have businesses that are around that 250K mark and then we've got women that have $30 million businesses. Yeah. And I, I, I try and mix it all in with all stages of life and, and businesses and, the the women that have those really big businesses, they have such a humility and such an openness to learn, which is probably one of the reasons they're so successful anyway. And I see them, you know, getting so much value of other women that have been in business for two years and are, you know, guns and, you know, really nimble and and so passionate and it lights their fire again. So yes. likewise, I, I see what you're saying that you want to be with people that are next level up. And I think for those women I see that are next level up, that are really humble and still want to learn and grow, join these groups as well. So that's yeah. how it, it works so beautifully. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Nick, okay, I think we've spoken so much about the accountability circle <laughs> and what you do there. So if, if people do want to find out more about the accountability or even want to connect with yourself, where's the best place that they can find you? Best place is the website, so accountabilitycircle.com.au and we're on Insta and Facebook, so just Accountability Circle. Um, otherwise, uh, my name's Nick McClanahan. It's a hard one, but you'll see it on the website. I'm also 
on socials. And we've got some spots at the moment in Sydney, Melbourne. There's only a couple left in Melbourne, um, Brisbane, and also Perth. Had some oh. women in WA contact me and say, hey, come over to WA. I'm like, sure, okay. Oh, um, yeah, fantastic. so we've got a few circles um, with spots open at the moment. So, yeah, check it out. And for those of you in regional Australia, um, yes, the, the sessions are held face-to-face and they are held in a capital city because logistically that just makes sense. But I'm obviously in Port Macquarie and I'm in the Sydney group. We have um, somebody from Newcastle. We have somebody from Canberra. So mm-hmm. we have people from, it don't feel like just because you're in regional Australia that you can't access these groups you you absolutely can and who doesn't need an excuse to get down to to (laughs) Sydney or um (laughs) to Melbourne or as you said uh, to to Perth so don't feel just because you're in regional Australia you can't access them so awesome thank you so much for that Nick really really appreciate your time oh my pleasure thanks for having me and hopefully that that helps I feel like I've done a big brain dump today but hopefully that's helped (laughs) oh it will for sure Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. And remember, if you want to know how you can get some of this marketing happening in your own business, come and join me in my How To Do Marketing Academy Mastermind. It has been developed just for small business owners like you. Head to howtodomarketing.com.au. And until next time, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 